Uh, hello, and welcome back to Reality Checks with Con and Dex. Today we have a very special interview with none other than Captain Heath Marks of the Rising Cry, which seems to have mounted our Aether Wagon. Welcome to the show, Heath. Oh, you can't be here. Suck it, Heath. Shut up. Why are we here for you, good sir? Uh, this is the Rising Cry's Aether Space, is it not? Look, man, I don't have to ask. Much less nicely. Best away anchor to make for the Nodish main, son. We'll be measured for chains. You wouldn't arrest a member of the press, would you? And I'm just a silly little guy. Try me. You got a press pass? Look, we just got a couple questions about the League and what it is you do. Then we'll wipe the midden yeast and slop the dangle rope. Pay me. Uh, excuse me? Pay me. You want an interview? Pay me. Oh, I like this dude. Oh, um, I was a uh, 15 zeal and a brunch past the sloppy sailor. Ah, fuck. What's wrong, Marx? Overwhelmed by a dazzling show of wealth? And here I was ready to rub you for being a pain in the aft. Sounds like all you've got is your ship, and I don't have time to fence some jackabut trolley. Well, that's wonderful news. I didn't realize League members were so quick to turn pirate. Watch your flapper part-timer. I've not gone on account. You're in my aether space without a letter of mark, and I'm clear to tip your topsail. It's only piracy if the prey is sanctioned. Otherwise, you just swarm in the lanes. So what, you're just some glorified guard ship? Ah, when there's no quest, you can pull in a fair wage on patrol. Pop in at each port for flesh and thunder while you check the boards. Opportunities like yourself pop up more often than not. Usually pays better, though. Are you sure you've got nothing I can steal? Nothing but my heart, with your easy confidence and devil-may-care attitude. How'd you come across that buccaneer's charm? Oh, it comes with a hat. All right, single jockeys, enough wagon. On your way now. Boost the waves on another sea. This guy can pop into my port and thunder flesh anytime. We appreciate your time and your candor, Captain. Any tips for a couple of bards looking to spin a tail for the folks ashore? Yeah, this nautical braggart is flagging swagger by the bagful. Cut us off a piece of that charismo. Oh, I, I do. You see, this is as far as you'd be wise to sail. There's more tales of wheel and woe beyond the border of the inner cluster than you can imagine. And the folk that sail those murky airs are far harder than I. If you keep your eyes, you do well to barnacle to the wading pools. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Con, I can't handle this many mere innuendos. I'm gonna pop my cork here. I bid you fair winds, Captain. Oh, and uh, if I catch you in my sea again without a writ of passage, I'll skin you alive on air for your little friends to hear. Sure to be the story of a lifetime. Oh, I ain't gotta make for the hempen jig. All this talking's got me thirsty. Are you as turned on as I am? Dex, I do not get why staring danger down the bank pipes puts you at full mast. I'm just hoping it doesn't get as deus exploded one day. Nice guy, though. Really nice guy. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? 
New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You are the proud owner of a hooker. Proud is generous. <laughs> what would you like to do with this beautiful, beautiful vessel? Lita, is there any way you could set the engine to overload or explode or something like that after, a, I don't know, a small amount of time? I mean, probably. I'd have to go take a look at it. We haven't been in the engine room yet. Are you sure you don't just want to keep this ship? We could, we could go raiding. There are a few things in this life that I am absolutely, flawlessly sure about, and getting rid of this ship is one of them. Well, if you're sure, I mean, eh, I know I won't convince you. Let's go take a look at this engine. As you approach the engine room, a choir of discordant wheezes tatter the air, as dozens of accordions bellow the ardor flames of the patchwork engine before you. You see six depleted cores arranged in a kind of flower pattern that have literally been welded together and are being kept alive by a constant feed of ardor. The literal accordions acting as bellows create the worst sound you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> Unholy. Unacceptable. What happened? What happened? This is... Well, I mean, I could do better, but this is prime engineering. Is it? This is polka power, baby. <laughs> look, it may not look much to you, but we use what you throw away. A depleted core isn't worth anything on the other islands, but a goblin? Well, we can take that and we can put it to use. We can make it fly. I mean, look at Iris. I found her in the junk heaps. Iris swivels like a crossed eye. <laughs> Admittedly, impressive feats of creativity, yes, but like, how is this not immediately killing everyone aboard? Like I said, goblin engineering. With enough farts, we could build a god. <laughs> I do not wish to meet that god. There is about 50 ardor available in non-coin form that could be stolen. Uh, from this engine, but it would kill the engine. Yeah, I could make it overload. We just got to change a few notes. <laughs> Conduct your shitty symphony away. I'll give you a few minutes, and then I'm going to try to get the attentions of the goblins on our ship. We've got terms to settle. To set it to blow, you'll have to use the 50 yarder that's in it. You won't be able to steal it. That's fine. While Darlu is preparing to undergo negotiations, in addition to, to setting this engine to blow, I also, and someone else can do this if we need to coordinate it, but I also want to uh, begin opening the tops on all the fart tanks to fill this entire ship with gas. We also might need to seal some windows. <laughs> okay, uh, let's enter kind of a mini skill challenge where each of you gets yourselves set up for the upcoming task. And we'll just go ahead and go in a little circle starting with Troth. Well, Troth is definitely on team let's talk to these goblins and sort this out. 
So he would, might go with Daralu to help prepare for the negotiations in any way possible. Maybe just standing next to him be, to be kind of like a powerful beacon of don't fuck with us. I like the idea that theoretically by planning out a little bit of a speech, you can basically aid in the upcoming process. How would you like to do that? Mechanically, it would be similar to a guidance, but as far as the skill challenge goes, I would probably attempt, mm, I need to get better used to my skills. If you have uh, a history or, mm, my boy. <laughs> this is not an educated mushroom man. <laughs> Um, if you were an animal, I would do handle animal, but you're not. <laughs> we're all animals somewhere, baby. You can grab me by the horns. You could use deception to make him look like a tough guy. That's exactly what I was going to do <laughs> for um, me. Let me think on that for a sec. Okay. Uh, Darlu, what you doing? Hey, yo, what up? Yo. Darlu, knowing that he has to face down a horde of vicious ankle biters, <laughs> is going to try to make himself look like the most intimidating fucking badflatha that he has ever heard of from the sagas. A bit of grease here, a bit of unmentionable, I don't want to think about it, paste there, a little bit of minor illusion, and a whole lot of chutzpah. So after you're done pasting unmentionables to your head. Correct. Uh, <laughs> you're basically trying to what, intimidate? My intention is to do a deception check to try to make myself look almost like a disguise kind of thing to try to make myself look as intimidating as possible. I'd also, I'd accept intimidation too. I'd say roll intimidate for the purposes of this skill challenge. All right. Come on me. That's a crit, baby. That's a fucking crit. It's the pendulums coming back, team. I'm in it. <laughs> so you can either aid him in his task or Lita in, in her task. So... <laughs> Realizing that diplomacy is not the realm for Troth to try to benefit, <laughs> uh, he will help to seal the doors and windows. Gotcha. If any of them seem like they don't mechanically seal, I'll just try to slap some fungal growth on there to seal them up with mossy cover. <laughs> uh, what are you rolling for that? I will do a survival or nature. I can do nature. I like nature. Sure. I like nature. Happy with either. Uh, 19. Hot Douglas. Okay, cool. That's a success on either side of the, the aisle. Or actually, two successes on one because of the crit. Gigil? Somewhat aiding in what Sir Troth is doing, I'm going to go look if there are any secret entrances. If I were to think like a goblin, perhaps the bathroom or the raiding room. Secret toilet Two entrance. places they don't go. <laughs> just in case that while negotiations were happening, some uh, strike team were to try and enter... <laughs> And this is their home territory. Mm -hmm, they, mm -hmm. they could have surprises for us. I like that. So an investigation or a perception. Hell yeah. That is going to be a 12. That is not going to do it on this one. You have no idea how these people think or how they work. You haven't, you haven't been on a ship for more than a month. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't. What would they, what would I do? Well, the amount of holes this thing has, I could squeeze <laughs> in and out of this thing as many times as I would want. But... I'm not a goblin. Fair enough. Lita? I would like to start rigging this engine to explode. May I propose an intelligence tinker's tools check? I like that. Nat 20. Oh. Holy shit! We Ooh. in it! Whoa. Well, uh, the, <laughs> the difficulty or the target was supposed to be two successes on either thing to give you advantage on your, your coming task. That's more than enough. With three successes on the engine and two successes on your thing, that's beautiful. As everyone else leaves the engine room, Lyda cracks her fingers 
and begins conducting a symphony of destruction. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. Daralu, looking like a living tiefling nightmare, embers exhaling from his mouth every time he speaks like an angry forge, is going to cast Thaumaturgy to make his voice loud and booming so everyone can hear him. All right. Hell yeah. Immediately you hear some like distant squeaks and snarls. You hear rapid footsteps and then a pause as somebody authoritative gives a command. All attention, you useless pile of shit kickers. We have what's yours. We've taken your defenses. And if you wish to live long enough to make it back to your rotted hive, you'll listen now. Hell yeah. Go ahead and roll me that deception with advantage. Excellent. That is a uh, a 19 on the die for a 24. Holy shit. What are your terms? We're willing to overlook and forgive what damage you've already done to the ship. We're willing to not take out its pay in your filthy hides. We're willing to hand you back your horrid little home and put this all behind us if you step away from that ship and back onto yours. There's a long pause. There's some whispering between them. How's the dog? Goddamn. Eager to find its way home. Can I wild shape into the dog? (laughs) (laughs) You absolutely can. Uh, Go ahead and give me a deception check or we'll say deception constitution. What can I sell you on animal handling charisma? Because I'm I'm imitating an actual dog. Just a thought. I'll take whatever, but I had to at least throw that one on the table. I'm thinking in terms of making yourself a specific dog. Sure. Oh, the, like... the, the, the look of it. Gotcha. Arf, I say. I'm going to say animal handling, but I'm going to stick to constitution. Okay. Are you going to guide yourself? Do I have a moment to prepare? <laughs> I sure try. Uh, I'm you, oh, it's not a spell. You're good. I was going to say you can't cast two spells, but there you no, go. Oh, no. One's a class ability. All right. That's not the worst. Um, 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dog with like a couple tiny mushrooms maybe tucked, up, tucked away you pop your way out and, and give a couple of eager barks and what's to stop you from blowing us out of the sky once you let us go someone's gotta live to tell the tale of what we did to you alright how many are you four of us aboard Ten of us waiting in the wood below to open fire. Give me another deception, just Absolutely. in case. Yeah, yeah come on. Uh, seven total, then. I don't fucking believe you. You couldn't fit 14 on this ship if you fucking tried. You're too big. So I'm gonna ask again. How many are you? I weren't lying when I said there were four aboard, which is two more than we need to teach you a tough lesson. I believe you. So here's how we're going to do it. I got 20 gubs out here. We go in five at the aft. You leave one at the fore until we fully exchanged. Then we decouple and we're out. I can accept those terms. Excellent. Let it not be said that attackery fuckers 
is not a fair dealer. I'm sure we'll be carving your name into the old thinking stone not long from now. (laughs) A plank is raised to the fore and aft, and an exchange begins. Five and one, five and one, same time until eventually you have transferred ships. The last to go, though, is the dog. I had a feeling. (laughs) As the 20th goblin jumps aboard, the dog will leap from one deck to the other. If you want, you can also just give one hit point to the dog. It didn't die. You you didn't deliver a second blow to kill it. Oh, sweet. Oh, well, that's good. So it literally (laughs) ran into a wall and fell asleep. (laughs) That's true. Perfect. All right. As soon as you've disembarked and (laughs) re-embarked. Exchanged a barking. (laughs) (laughs) now that you've exchanged a barking and the dog is safely in the hands of of the goblins you immediately see a flush of yellow fluid pour out the side of the ship and begin a dissolution process it is piss as soon as we are aboard even before i'm at the wheel lita prepare iris to fire prepare all the ordnance you have each and every one of you Get ready to fight back should they turn back around. Hopefully, hopefully, we've timed everything right. Lydda practically skipped along the plank back onto her own ship, the whole time humming to herself and moving her arms like a conductor. (laughs) And as Daralu gives this last order, she smiles and points out the porthole. Does anybody want to say anything to Darlu to dissuade him from his course of action or anything you'd like to address the goblins with? Honestly, as much as we need to prepare ourselves to fight back, potentially Troth will immediately run below just to check on the core and the heart. If there's something wrong, we're not going to even move. So as you enter into the core chamber, the first thing you notice is that they were trying to carefully remove the housing not the core. They were ready to basically unlatch and remove the entire thing from the ship just to make sure they didn't harm it. No harm, no damage has been done to the core at all. But the ship is not in great shape. You see scorch marks all along the wood as they tried to literally burn away underneath it with torches. You see cut marks, uh, not very careful and not very clean. Run back to the deck. Uh, you all see that the gunnel where the ship has attached is gouged terribly and looks cracked and nearly broken and will have to be largely replaced. You are looking at a total of three damage, given that you took time to get your whole situation ready. Three damage to the ship, which will have to be repaired. Anchors up. We need to pull away. Yeah, we'd better uh, (laughs) forget about the guns. Let's get the hell out of here. Aye. As you say this, the goblin ship begins to drift separate. They're moving very slowly and showing no signs of aggression. We're going to try to pull away as well. Mm -hmm. As soon as you get a decent distance, but not outside of their firing solution, they suddenly shift and turn to a 90 degree angle, ready to fire. Let it now. Wait for it. No. (laughs) Wait for it. That's the worst idea. A kind of rubberized sphincter opens up in the bottom of the ship. And from it, a particularly large torpedo-shaped object falls down, hanging from what looks like a string, some kind of cable. 
it opens up on the end, and inside you see a particularly large gauze cannon. Oh no. They're going to wrap us in bandaging. (laughs) (laughs) It begins to charge with electricity arcing to and fro. Iris, what's our countdown at? Four, three, two. I hit the deck. (laughs) Grab a hold of the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as it hits where zero would have been, you hear a tremendous accordion blast, (laughs) followed immediately by a mechanical click that seems loud enough you can feel it in your teeth, and then the core explodes. It is not fire. It is dream. A blast tears through the reality of the space, as suddenly the detonation causes the void cove to begin closing. Dreamkeeper Archives. A diary entry found in a farmhouse outside Wysick. Year 18 after ceasefire. No date. I woke before dawn today. Skies of black. Out of the window I could see naught beyond the house fires. The field torches had fallen in the night. The fog had begun to settle and I knew Dar would be in a fit if he woke to such a chore. So I put on my new boots, which stood pinch in the heels and made for the fences. I don't much love aether fire. The heat they give feels wrong. Tingles like. As though the light's getting under me skin. I walk the border, putting torch to torch. Wheat shifting from grey of dawn to violet of aetherlite. That's when I saw him, the man in the wheat. He spoke not a word and moved not his feet. He stood and he stared neath lightening skies, with leather for skin and buttons for eyes. With straw for his blood and sticks for his bones, the man in the wheat wanted flesh of his own. Come hither and dance beneath lightening skies, said the man in the wheat, with buttons for eyes. A rhythm did play through wind in the grass, with tree moans for bass and wolf cries for brass. I took both his hands, old gloves full of strength, And with eyes upon buttons, I began to sing. Below where there should be lyrics are nonsense runes, wild scribbles and broken descriptions of body parts turning into inanimate objects. The bodies of the families were not found, but in the home, straw men matching the genders and descriptions of the family had been set in various poses, with red faces painted in blood. Hey all you cuties, I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. Sorry for the slightly late upload on today's episode. We did sneak it in on the Monday deadline, but sometimes things happen. Zach got an injury and couldn't finish the morning edit, and I was happy to take over, but I couldn't do it until I had woken up from my late shift, and that's just how things go. Please leave us a review if you haven't yet. Recommend us to your friends who like D&D, comedy, or maybe sports. And visit theluq.com for links to the Patreon, the merch page, and all of our social media. But that's enough out of me. Let's get back to that action. I want to take a second to tell you about a podcast I think you'll really like, Mayday. No one is prepared for disaster. 
No one knows exactly how they'll react in a plane crash, an earthquake, or when a lone gunman decides to open fire. On May Day, you'll hear about the people who had to find out, people whose stories deserve to be heard. Join hosts Maya Nalani and Luke Welland as they tell you about extraordinary people who found themselves in extraordinary circumstances. Listen to May Day wherever you get your podcasts. O holy Crybastion, it is I, your humble follower, Wilbur Dyer, a simple man with a simple family and a modest home on a small farm. The crops have been shy to grow since the dry winds came, and as the sun seems to creep longer and longer blazing into the once night, I vow to offer you my service, my faith, and my heart. I will spread your word, and I will honor your teachings as they pass them on to my children and they to theirs, if you would bless our farmland with crops for the coming year. You got any money? Money, my lord? Uh, Nay, not without enough crops, our household is poor. Then how about a loan? With interest? I fear I have no other option. Yes, my lord, I will accept this loan. A 7% interest? If you say so, my lord. Sweet! Here you go. See you in 30 days. Oh, dear. What have I gotten myself into? Pray, pal. Divine debt on faith. The detonation has literally torn the fabric of this very shaky reality on which you stand. The air around you looks like an ancient portrait. The cracking of the paint is showing through the horror and the void beneath. Something behind it moves, and the world as you live in it gets ever so slightly smaller. Yeah! Did you see that? That's the brown note, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would like Daralu to go ahead and roll me a maneuvering check. We're going to call this vehicle handling. Uh, to see if you can avoid taking damage from the literal uh, arcane forces blasting towards you. Sick. Can we do uh, proficiency dexterity? Yeah, that seems about right. Excellent. That is going to be 19. Beautiful. (sighs) You managed to pull a maneuver that you have never really been that confident in doing, but basically you create kind of an upward drift to point the bottom of the hull towards the explosion and allowing yourself to kind of drift along with it, rather than taking along the side where you've already suffered damage, and managing to preserve your masts. Back home, we call that one low tide, war tide! (laughs) (laughs) As the impact hits, it is not without damage, and you can definitely hear an audible cracking. But it is better than all of you being blasted off the ship. Have we considered retrieving Mr. Kithkin? If there's one stubborn fucker who wouldn't let this kill them, it's foe. (laughs) As you say that, you hear, What the fuck are you talking about? Called it. You look down, and you see Faux Kithkin, without 
his signature cloak, his tattered clothes, uh, torn to pieces. He looks starved and wild. His cloak is being dragged behind him with all of the gold and all of the pictures and all of the gems piled onto it. You don't know how much of the time you spent doing all of this that he was dragging this shit back through the fucking dungeon that you left him in, but he is certainly not happy about it. You can see a trail dug by the treasure he was dragging, and the man does not look like he was built to be dragging anything. <laughs> Except ass. Mm. Darlu has an idea for a maneuver. So this place is cracking and falling apart, right? Yes, it is. Darlu wants to try to position the ship more or less underneath the tip of the piece of land that Foe is on to try to catch him as he falls off. <laughs> You'd have to wait a little bit for that to work. Fuck. Um, right. You would also have to dip into the void. Shit. Okay. How far would you say Foe is from the ship? He is functionally below it and about 40 feet to one side. <laughs> Let's go ahead and treat this like a skill challenge. You have one round to try and get him back aboard the ship, and you can direct him to do something, which I will roll using his stats. Keep us in the air. I have an idea. We're not going anywhere else. What does our anchor look like? How does it work? The anchor of your ship is not so much an anchor. You haven't managed to purchase one of those yet. Instead, what you have is basically an inertial dampener. It's designed to keep you in place and prevent you from building any meaningful momentum. That being said, if another ship came along and bumped into you, you would just start drifting. All right. There's a rapid pitter-patter of tiny legs as Lita races towards the privy. <laughs> Stopping by the equipment room on the way, she grabs a grappling hook with an extremely long rope. Running into the privy, she jams the grappling hook into the chamber pot, uh, ties the end of the rope to a beam, and then flushes, activating... <laughs> The Shatapult mm. firing the grappling hook in the, the general direction of Fokithkin. <laughs> okay, what are you rolling for that? A skyhook roll? <laughs> uh, sleight of hand? I like sleight of hand. That works for me. It's like it's exactly like throwing a dart. Yeah. It's exactly like throwing, it's, a, throwing a shark. I was about to say that. <laughs> 16. It's not the... Best job. That is a success. You managed to launch your crappling hook directly at him. <laughs> uh, he only barely dodges the slop as it piles down in front of him, like oatmeal being poured out of a pot. And he calls up, hey, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Grab it! Ah! <laughs> he just down and pulls the grappling hook out. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other end of the, uh, of the chamber pot, Lita is just holding onto the rope with all her might. Things covered in feces is Troth's favorite terrain. <laughs> so I think he's dramatically going to, looking over the edge of the ship, see this rope protruded and maybe try to heroically slide down to grab Foe and help grab this big, heavy stack of stuff, being much stronger than Foe himself. And it's already lubricated, so getting down will be easy. <laughs> Keep in mind, you don't want to leave the treasure behind either. So That's why I'm, no. that's why I'm going down to help. I love it. It's a little nosh. Also, I shout... Foe, you're alive! What the fuck else was I supposed to be? What the fuck happened to the ship? Uh, so athletics to dramatically squirt down? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, not the best. Ten. <laughs> not great. You managed to uh, very effectively get down, um, but not so deftly. And now you're standing just as trapped on this island as anybody else. 
Well, I will grab what I can. So now me and Fo are both holding the rope, but with more weight distributed between us. I'm going to help the anchor, which is Lida, <laughs> since now that there's two bodies and a pile of gold to hold up, I don't think one goblin's going to do it. Do what you can for your carry. Yeah. So I'm going to activate my arms of astral self, <laughs> wait for them to cool down, and then grab on with four arms onto this rope. I appreciate wait for them to cool down. <laughs> Just in case. They do birth from lava out of a rift in reality. Uh, so, yeah. Beautiful. Go ahead. Give me that roll. Oh, what are you rolling? It's going to be wisdom. And I guess I could do survival or, yeah. Like, like I'm making a a rope. Like, <laughs> we're, we're using the rope properly, going around corners or around things and holding it. Sure. Right? Sure. Or I can do athletics. Uh, we just use athletics. Go, exactly. go survival. Yeah. Survival's fine. Survival is the rope move. That's a seven. Ooh. Didn't let it cool. Uh, yeah, you don't You don't manage to let them cool quite enough, and you see some damage starting to form as soon as you grab the rope. Darlu. Darlu has one job and one job only, and he hopes the elders and the stone father is watching. He has to keep the ship stable. Yeah. But also has to try to close the gap a little bit so there's not 40 feet of distance, which is a ridiculous amount of distance for somebody to try to clear easily. <laughs> so trying to keep the ship stable and angled correctly, he is going to, against his better judgment, drift it closer to his allies. I love it. I am going to attempt. I feel like this is very reliant on my own senses and more of a judgment call of looking out for danger. So I'm mm. going to try to do a wisdom boat check. <laughs> wisdom boat. I love it. Hell yeah. Let's fucking goat. Crit, baby, 25. Oh. The pendulum provides. Mm, 24, excuse me. We're level four, not five. You manifest your boat wisdom beautifully and manage to get things close enough without risking anything in the ship or the other crew members. This is what the sagas are about. Get aboard. You've got to climb up the chute. <laughs> <laughs> Fokithkin is not an athletic man. Uh, what would you like him to do? I would like Foe. Since we are bathed in dream right now, I would like Foe to make an arcana check to try to manipulate reality to do what he wants. Oh, I like that. So We're in. Say, like, fend off some of this dream magic to stabilize things and make it easier to get up. We're in his favorite terrain, baby. The Elder Spliff. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who can see Foe, see him do something he has not done before. All around him, a fog begins to coalesce the fog of dream. He manifests his new sorcery points to buy himself a spell slot. Hey. <laughs> and he burns it to literally create a false perspective on the space he's looking at. The ship is not far. He needs only reach out and grab it. And as he does, his literal spirit is being extruded along that distance and he is going to have to endure the psychic impossibility of what he is imagining himself doing. I'm so down with that. That is an 11 plus four and a success. <laughs> Troth and he both manage to, at one point he is far away and then suddenly he is closer and you have a hard time imagining or seeing the transition between the two. They're aboard, yeah? Yes. Excellent. With that, Darlu is going to hit the wheel and peel the 
fuck out of here. With a huge clatter, Troth swings one arm and dumps this whole sack full of treasure across the deck of the ship. <laughs> this is the coolest fucking thing we've done so far. <laughs> As you begin to peel out, pushing the core to its extreme, your wake literally carves and peels and tears at reality, leaving an actual void in a line behind you. Like a pick dragged against ice, you see it crack and drift. But as you exit the void space, the extra pieces of reality drift and dissolve into Aether. Once again, a part of this cosmos. <laughs> awesome! Mine smell like shit. That's all right. Consider this all revenge for getting us drunk. We're even now. He shakes his hands and prestidigitation pulls all of it off of him, leaving a handprint of shit in the air that then falls to the ground. <laughs> Look at that. Flawless. Every mission we do should be like this. <sighs> Did we get the money? We got the fucking money. Yeah! We got them out of there. We escaped. We got this asshole. Everything's coming up. <laughs> the captain told me you died in the dungeon. I'm sure he didn't. I said you'd be fine. He's looking at you with no amount of joy. Oh, come on. We're alive now, aren't we? Oh, sure we are, Captain. Hmm. Ah, with this much ardor, we can buy all the hookers we want. That you may do what you like with your cut, which is something we should figure out soon as I can think straight again. You are free of the Void Cove. You are free of the hooker. <laughs> you are adrift. Your ship has plenty of fuel. But one thing it doesn't have is a name. Foe, sitting cross-legged up against the center mast, pipes up. All right, crew. We've got a bit of a problem. I feel like we just left our problem behind, but carry on, Mr. Kitkin. Did you find a goblin stowaway? <laughs> Other than that one, points to Lita. Lita does not even hear you as she's lying in the pile of treasure making gold angels. So she was talking about the idea that with all this ardor, with all this money, we'll be able to do whatever we want. But that's the problem. We haven't decided how this works. See, that first shift, that was nothing. We make a little bit of money, we split it up. But now we got ship's damages. Now you tried to give me the responsibility of bosun or quartermaster, or whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to tell you, we've got to account for repairs, supplies, food, etc. And how the shares work. We need a contract. And we need a name. Ugh, there's so many steps to this outside Inniscard. But if these are the rules you're used to playing by, then fine. I'm happy to see him work. Don't get me wrong, son. I'd much rather do what you're talking about. But if they're going to work for the League, they need paperwork. Ugh, paper. So, first, we need a captain. And obviously we got one. Hey. So the question is, what responsibilities fall on the captain? Normally, you would be bowmaster, you'd be navigator in situations that are dangerous. But ultimately, you don't get to dictate how we do things. Not on the day-to-day. -day. That's a quartermaster's job, usually. Not necessarily guaranteed. We get to decide how that works. We need this ship surging. Can't keep running around trying to patch each other up with magic. 
Next, we need a carpenter. Whoever's going to be doing the repairs. Thoughts? Oh, I already know who fills most of those roles. Lita. What? You'd be in... Stop eating them. <laughs> this metal's so soft. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll be back. Oh. That is, in fact, what I am worried about, Lita. <clears throat> Nuggets. Uh, you're the carpenter board the ship. Meant to keep it up, keep it running, make sure repairs are fine, make sure it's all going well. Yeah, that's obvious. Excellent. And Troth, you're... Mm. Wait a moment. The ship's a living thing. From Nidrasil. Woven together by Nidrasilian? Nidrasili? Which one's proper? Nidrasili. Thank you. Nidrasili magics. And you are too. Except you're not a boat, you're a man. Mushroom man? Man shroom. Ah, to be a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Would it not make sense were these roles reversed? Perhaps you should be the carpenter and... Oh, I hate saying this. Lita. Distinctly unable to make eye contact with Lita. Lita. You might need to be the surgeon. <laughs> Don't be excited about that. Oh, I've, I've been thinking that everything about all of you is nothing but inefficiencies. Oh, I can think of some improvements. Lita, that scares me. Not what you've described. You thinking. <laughs> what I sounding? But it doesn't really matter. We can just call them specialists. And that's their job. Usually your specialists who deal with important things get an extra half share. But that's another thing we're going to have to figure out. Shares. Now, normally, captain gets two, quartermaster gets one and a half, surgeon and carpenter each get a quarter share on top of it. That's how it works. But we get to decide shares, that's the thing. We do an even split. But what happens once we start getting more crew members on this ship? What happens if we get a proper surgeon? Did they get the proper share? Did they get the one and a half? One and a quarter? What about you, Captain? You're going to take two? And these are off the profits. Keep in mind, you still got to take things off the top first for repairs. And let me tell you, looking at this, he gestures to the gunnel. That's going to cost us. Aye. Usually, where we're from, a ship's brought back and all the money goes to the village. It falls to the thanes to decide who gets what based entirely on need. But I weren't trained to be a thane yet. I'll have to defer to your wisdom, Mr. Kithkin. However, it's hard for me to relinquish that amount of control to anyone. You've got to understand, I'm a member of the Kith. We're travellers by nature. Nomads. And the nomads, you see, it's all about sharing. Everything has to be equitable. And a sin eater's job is to act as the voice of the people he serves. And that's what I'm here for. Service. So you, son, far as I can tell, what you needed most was a voice of somebody with more life experience. And I'm happy to oblige. I'm happy to manage the people, whatever crew we bring on hand. I'm also happy to act as a uh, sort of psychic therapist. That's my job, see. But I can tell you don't like releasing control. This is very much true. But I wonder, is that because you're afraid they're going to do it wrong? Or is it because you're too busy trying to write your own story? Now, I like your role as psychic therapist, but I'm not sitting in your chair for examination right now. Fair enough. A good question to take to heart, and something we will have to talk of later. But that does not affect the role I need to choose at the moment. Can't argue with that, but we got nothing but time. 
True. But days out, all of us need rest. And if I'm speaking on behalf of the crew, I'd say best we take a bit of rest before we start moving. Ship's management is no position for somebody trying to actually properly rest. I couldn't agree more. Recovery is important. Having your facilities about you is more important. And we do need to set a cars back to Kane. Let him know the job is done. <laughs> a right bloody job we did have it. I am proud to be a bar deck with each and every one of you. I think things were dicey and rocky there for a moment when we were travelling about that dungeon. But by the end, we came together and knew how to act as one. On the goblin ship, we did exceedingly well. When trouble reared its head, we knew how to ration our resources and make certain that things could be taken a hold of. And, and, when we found that we had left a man behind, we did all that we could to recover them and see them safely back aboard. As you say that last part, he's staring daggers at you. We all leave here with our lives, and we should all leave here with a sense of pride. That's one hell of a sin you're burdening us with. Pride. Careful with it. But, that's the question, isn't it? Is this a place that we can be proud of? Or are we serving you? Are we together? Or are we under you? Now, we don't get to make that decision, except as a group. So, are we acting like the Navy, where we got a captain, and we got wages, and we follow the orders? Or, is this a democracy? Are we privateers, here on contract, working together, where best possible? But ultimately, we get to vote on what we do. We're not in combat, obviously. Consider this hasty, but I've already made a decision. Well, what happens speaks everything, doesn't it? We are not on Innisgard. Hell, I'm the only one here from that. Miss Bag, you understand what being a raider is like. And how there can't be time for bickering. Someone needs to know what's in charge. But we ain't raiders, are we? We're proper working for the League. I believe it's these old and outdated extremes that are holding some folks back. And I, for one, am willing to put a new foot forward and try something different. Now, I understand the innate hypocrisy of me making a sudden decision for the best interest of anyone and everyone. So I put it to this. All of those in favour of having a single leader to make important snap decisions on the aspects of life aboard the ship, both in and out of danger, removing concern about acting out of what you think your role is, but... Limiting your choices. Raise your hand now. If you're comfortable with a situation where one person makes all the decisions, raise your hand. Foe raises his hand. Troth is scratching his head. Lita raises her hand. I appreciate your honesties. Troth raises his hand, but it looks like he's going to ask a question instead of vote for something. Yes, sir, Troth. Where does the core, the heart, fall into this? I don't know how to speak for it, and I don't know if it has an opinion on this. Does it? If it is implied that the choices made to follow are in the best interest of the heart, then I serve with all my faith and honor. I believe, regardless of how you vote on this, the choices made will have the intention of being in the best interest of everyone aboard the ship. I don't think that is an issue. Hmm. Well, tell me, son, are you going to follow orders to kill? 
even those who don't deserve it, if he tells you to. Hmm. Rubbing his chin and thinking. What about you, Gigel? You're also disciplined people, but from what I understand, pretty free. My people and I specialize in advised choices of leadership. While one voice can make a choice, it is under the assumption that it has listened to many others. This is not Tabiasedu. From what I've seen in the past few days traveling with all of you, there is a lack of consideration and respect for each other. Seems like that is the way things are done. That is fine. I came here to learn your ways. That's not how things are always done. That's just how things are done when you don't know or trust each other. That's how things are done when you're willing to leave somebody behind. You're under the impression that you were left behind. Oh, I was. You asked to be given time, and as soon as we dealt with the goblins, we made our way looking for you. You detonated a core in the Nafer Cove. We dealt with... Oh... A small horde of goblins. You dealt with 70 pounds of gold. And you were willing to leave me behind this collateral damage? We did things in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm sure there was plenty of heat. But, doesn't change the fact. The mark happened did nothing to dissuade the assumption that I was dead. So, while I am willing to deal with the possibility of one person making all the calls... I think you misunderstood something. That's something that's voted on. And I don't think that person should be you. If I'm being honest, if we're going to vote on a captain, I'll go for the one who's willing to make hard decisions with the crew in mind first. Don't push me to make one now. Oh, all right. Our second that we vote on here is whether this ship should follow thusly. Through advisements, through voting... Through action as a group, not as one individual sitting over all. Now this may lead to choices taken longer. This may lead to hesitation and difficulties because of it. But it'll make sure that every single person gets a voice and gets a thought and what ends up happening on the ship aboard. Raise your hand now if that's how you wish for the ship to function. Darlu will raise his hand for what he's just proposed. Since I first formed an ambition, an ego, or a sense of self, I've been reading books about serving. Serving something greater than yourself, with honor and faith. But I have not yet found this thing. The core, the heart, is the most noble thing I have encountered. If given these choices, having each of you remaining with a voice of your own in decisions seems the most honorable. That do you mean, Green? I can either depend on one of you to make grave mistakes and have us all blame you, or I can have most of you vote on the mistakes you want to make. Either way, I realize that I am a small part of a large working organism, and I would rather that somebody be held accountable. So you vote for the first one? That is correct. So, sounds like we've got ourselves a captain. A proper captain. Like everybody thinks a captain is. But I'm not serving under somebody just because they got given a shit by somebody else. If we're doing this, it's a vote. Isn't that exactly what we just voted on to not do? No. We voted on the idea that one person makes a decision. We didn't vote 
on who. And that's the important part. So, here's my proposition. Our next quest, we keep an eye on each other. And then, afterwards, we vote on Captain. And you're not allowed to elect yourself. Look, I'm willing to do what I'm told and toe the line as long as we keep winning. You can obviously take your ship out of the league. It's still your ship. But we have a say in who tells us what to do. So you mean for us to do another quest without leadership? Solidified. Yes. Bold. An unnecessary risk. I say it's absolutely necessary. Because so far, all we've seen is kind of the worst of each other. I disagree. We have seen good parts of each other. I hate to be the one to heap more drama upon this. But there's a reservation I got. Mr. Kithkin, your biases are speaking loud. I understand that you're chapped from what just happened, and you seem to think that it was a careless act. You seem to take a joke told in passing to one who is not particularly good at catching jokes as a personal attack. You may have misinterpreted that. True, a difficult choice was made to leave you on that island while we found a safe way to escape. But the choice was not made blindly. If there's one person who destruction can occur around, who will come out either unscathed or scathed in a way that only makes them more useful, it would be you. If there's one person who could find their way back from the brink of oblivion, with or without treasure in tow, still bringing something incredibly important back to the crew and the ship, it would be you. Were it anyone else left behind? it would be a much harder decision to make. And I am aware I have spoken on my implicit prejudices of you and your kind. I am aware that I have given voice to that, but I've also given voice to the fact that I'm trying to see past it, trying to grow beyond that. I left you in danger, yes, but I left you in danger knowing you could find a solution. That's a nice and lovely sentiment still, but you still told our friend that I was gone. And yeah, you did tell a joke. To a man who doesn't understand them. And what's he to make of that? Keep in mind, what you say is law if you're the captain. So be careful with your jokes. That said, you're worried about my biases. Don't be. I withdraw myself from consideration as captain. I'm not fit for that duty. So, where do we stand? Though I myself would not ask you to withdraw yourself as a show of good faith or what have you. That is your decision to make and I cannot stop you. It's not a show of good faith, mate. I just don't think I'm good at it. I, I am aware. I was simply giving voice to other potentialities. I am not demanding you do this, to be clear. That's nice and comforting. I am willing to prove why I am the best choice for captain, if that is what you would all need. Because I am the best choice for captain. I don't disagree, but you're going to have to prove it. I have, and will continue to. Well then, in that case, I think we can uh, sweeten the pot a little. Forgive me, it's my nature. Always taking risks. As I feel like, whoever's captain should name the ship. You can't lead if they can't hear you. What's a boy to do? 
No whip's as good as a word for getting an unruly herd to fall in line. But that's no way to untrust. Kindness is king. But show me a kind king, and I'll show you a fucking puppet. The kid's fucked. The league did him dirty. Maybe if he got to pick the crew, he'd have a turny lance at the bee hat. But with this lot... <sighs> oh, I know you'd be alright. Oh, foe's a squeaky geezer. If anyone could figure it out, it'd be him. Sweet, no. But cook your stew for more than a minute and you can tell it's fucked. Boy needs to prove himself. Not to me, mind. I know he's got the crystal. I'm not sure he does. And there's one thing he sure as shit doesn't can. When there's lives on the line, don't leave nothing to chance. We all know what the name and colors of this ship are going to be. It's going to be the Peen Pulverizer. (laughs) (laughs) And is it going to be Puce? It will be Peen. The color Peen. When I become captain, we're going to cover this ship in (laughs) goblin tags. We're going to cover this ship in Peen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. That was... That was a fun and dramatic little nesting egg of skill challenges there at the end. Hell yeah. That was a good fucking time. I think both skill challenges came down to the last roll, too. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Fucking down to the wire right there. I really liked leaving Gigil as the last vote, too. Hell yeah. Mm. That was really good. It was especially because you like you build this character as this, like, uh, you, know, you have, like, councils and debates and all this other stuff. And the idea that you get to be the one who's just like... This. I'm like, ooh, mm, juicy, mm. flavorful. I see, I see. And I you love are, your reasoning, too. You've already started making the decisions for everybody. I see your game. I see you there under the floorboards, fucking the, the foundation. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm just saying words. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see how this next one goes. And I'm glad I... I I felt like it was only appropriate that Foe withdraw himself because he is not a captain at heart. The man is not made to be a leader. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was an appropriate decision. I like that. Obviously, everybody's going to vote for Lita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say we do a fan vote. <laughs> oh, my god. Honestly, if we could reliably get enough fans to respond to it, I'd say, yeah, that sounds great. So... uh any fav- well, I mean, I guess we just did Favy Momos a bit right there. Well, like, we could do yeah, more specialized if you like, but oh, yeah, whatever's cozy, whatever's clever. I feel like for me, if I pick any Favy Momos, they're just going to lead into the names that I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. let's, let's yeah. do oh, names. Do let's do names. names. Do I have some names? This is Poke Power, baby. I that, did also write Poke Power. Same, same. Poke Power, baby. Subtitle. It's on my list. I mean, po- Brown po- Nut could be a Poke Powered. Is what I mm, Poke Powered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also wrote Fort Apocalypse and the Brown Note and Throwing a Shark, but Throwing a Shark was just kind of a last little make. Throwing a Shark and Brown Note were on mine too, but I changed Throwing a Shark to Crappling Hook. I had Crappling Hook. I was going to write Crappling Hook also. I also had a line from Max Come on me. (laughs) Sorry, you said come on me. (laughs) And it's important where you put that comma. Yeah. Um, I also had. Exchange of barking. Exchange the barking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that written. 
I wrote down low tide, woe tide, because I was proud of myself. And the last one is Elder Spliff. Ooh, Elder, Elder Spliff, Spliff, yeah. Hi, that is not bad at all. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I feel like Polka, Polka Power, uh, parentheses, brown note is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> anybody uh, anybody got any alternative votes? That I was mean, considering that was like on all of our lists, that seems yeah. pretty yeah. well yeah. established. Polka Power, brown note. <laughs> I I in my head, it's still Poka Powered, but yeah. Poka Power I, I also makes sense. I think that's what I said. I like oh, Poka okay. Powered. I just heard Poka Power, and that that's all I needed in my life. I, I One, to, one's I more of a battle cry, it. and one's more of a technical analysis. Yeah, I'm fine either way. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Poka Powered, the brown note. Um, so I would like to go around the table and kind of introduce ourselves, remind each other what we're playing, and yes, you know, do some shit the here. last episode. I'm Angelo. I play <laughs> Gigil, the plasmoid astral monk. Flangelo also works. We'll save it for the next one. Don't call him Flangelo. I have all the jiggly bits. Hello. <laughs> you're just a, you said level four astral monk. You're not doing any, uh, I was going to say, you're not doing any cross-classing. I'm like, I feel like monk isn't like great for that, is he? No, there's some multi-classes yeah, that could be done. Right. There are yeah. some. It depends. Fair. War cleric. <laughs> mm-hmm. My name is Max Hobbs. I play Daralu Naranan Avahan. He is a fourth level Valor Bard for now, and we'll see what happens and changes with that. Uh, you can find me at TBK Brewing. I work there. You can also find me at Dungeon Master Max pretty much fucking everywhere online. I don't work online. <laughs> I barely work in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine you being comfortable at all doing online games. I did for about two years, um, and I will willingly never do that again. <laughs> if I if I don't have a choice, fine, I'll do it. But if I have a choice, fucking never. Hell yeah. I am Dana Ebert. I play Litabag, Goblin Artificer, level four. She is an armorer. You can also find me at TPK Brewing and... At some point in the future, you can expect more online publications from us. That's what I'm working on while Max is uh, apparently not working. Um, yeah. Thank you all. Uh, my name is Law. I play Sir Troth the Woven, the Manatari Wildernight, which right now is two ranger, two druid, uh, spore, circle of s'mores. Sh- sh- mm. <laughs> circle of s'mores, druid. You know, A sporgus board. The bonfire graham cracker night. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, of course, creative director of Slapdash Studios, you know, all that stuff. And then I'm also at TPK as the games manager. So check us out there. Hell yeah. And I am Zachary Golden, the golden boy, uh, the dungeon boy for this particular uh, juicy baby. Though you could hardly call a shitty goblin toilet a dungeon, but it counts. You? That's a crawl. Anything's a dungeon if you're plunging hard enough. Uh, oddly enough, this is probably the crawliest uh, thing I've run ever on D&D or on a luck so you know it counts it is, yeah. it's room to room yeah i am the technical director for slapdash studios i am also the creator of uh, the heresies of randolph burntwine a horror anthology podcast that you can find right now on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts i also i helped write uh blooms that feed on fire the uh signature like opening book for uh tpk and yeah. had a great time on that if you get a chance to get your hands on it you should definitely read the second chapter because that was me get your it get is... your what on it it is our most requested uh, adventure in that anthology so far. Hey, I, that Wow, that feels really good. <laughs> thank you. I also really want to thank Hedegar the Editor, who has been editing this since, like, episode 80 of season one, which is just hog wild. 
Uh, I want to thank Bree Golden for all the work that she's done for us and doing the uh, episode uh, chapter art and stuff like that. Feel free to check out. I think Spotify has all the uh, episode art uh, leading like right on it. I think some of y'all with like Podcast Addict and stuff like that don't have it. You can also just go to slapdashstudios.com to find it. Yeah, website's uh, always easiest. If you're not currently on the Patreon, please consider joining it. Even a dollar would make a huge difference. If every single listener gave us a dollar, we'd be able to actually like pay our cast an hourly wage and Law <laughs> and I could take like a fat paycheck out of it. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Thank you all again for listening. And until next time, we wish you luck.